the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, George Allman. Mark Mahady has the day off today. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Beautiful morning. Spectacular morning. It was incredible out at, out at, our, out at my house when I walked out of the garage at 5.05 or whatever ungodly hour it was that I left the house. I think this crystal is one clear. of the- few mornings we've all had crystal clear crystal clear persuasion crystal clear morning morning yeah, and chilly been... anyway it was a 43 in poway 42 and oh you always Rancho have to be San... better yeah. more chill you accumulated more chill hours than <laughs> I, I did. did i did your trees are going to perform much better some of them have already shut down yeah and dropped all their leaves and some of them not at all but gosh it was beautiful and clear out and the crescent moon did you see the crescent yeah moon? i saw the moon i saw the all moon. there Saw the moon. I think I saw Mars. Probably a lot of was other that, stuff, too. I, I the, the orange one. Yeah. Okay, so for those who can't see, David just pointed straight <laughs> up straight asking up. if <laughs> that up, was, yeah. is, was it yeah. that one? Yeah, that was the one on the ceiling there. Yeah. yeah. Well, it yeah. had kind of that reddish color to it, reddish-orange yeah. color to it. I noticed it as well. It yeah. was, if you haven't noticed, get up, put on something warm, and walk outside and take a look up and around. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to the drive home, though. Oh, oh the sun. The sun is eyeballs? low in that. Yes. We... God, where did we go the other day? We went somewhere on the coast, and it was it was as the sun was setting. And on the fifty six, I have never been in glare that was so bad. I mean, I I I was actually considering getting off of the freeway and going a different route because you you could not see the cars in front of you. It was it was. It was horrendous. That, that could be dangerous. It's incredibly dangerous. There's yeah. a couple of times of year where I'm heading home and heading west on the Interstate 8 at sunset. And right at, at Fuerte, you can't see anything. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It, that's where you recognize how much how dirty your windscreen is. That too. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that my does happen. My car, I don't know if you guys have this or not. My car has this thing that pops down. It's right at the top of the windshield, and it can kind of cast a shadow on your face when the sun's there. Yeah, could, yeah, vi- but visor or something like yeah, that. the yeah. sun visor. But the 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 sun was at an angle that if you put the sun visor all the way de- to uh, down enough to completely you cancel out, <laughs> you still you couldn't see anything. Gotcha. It was it was it was really bad. It was it was it was 
it was scary. It, it didn't I did not as long did as, not like that. As long as everybody keeps moving, it's no big. As deal. long as as long as nobody <laughs> stops, yeah, you're you're okay. But yeah, it was a it was pretty crazy. Uh, let's see, what do we have going on today? We have classes today in both stores in San Diego. It's going to be uh, Josh is going to be teaching you everything you need to know about herbs, and in Poway, it's going to be bonsai wiring techniques with Richard Wright. So. And no. oh, go ahead, David. No, I was gonna. You're probably gonna say what I was gonna say. I was gonna ask you to say what oh, you're. Oh well, gonna it, say. it's it's not a workshop in the sense that they're you're you're purchasing a seat and buying materials with it, but it is an informative, hands-on. So if you want to bring your favorite plant, uh, there are pots and and wire and everything available for purchase. And Richard will walk you through the steps to turn that plant from a straggly mess into something with some artistic beauty. Yeah. And so it, it's no purchase required, but right. if you would like to. Uh, if you would like to purchase something and work with it, you can you can certainly do that. Or, or bring, bring your own. Or bring, or bring your own. Your own or right? bring There'll your be some own. tables exactly. set up as well, yeah. as well as just chairs to sit and listen. Yeah. And those are the two last classes until the first Saturday in January. That's it. We're taking a break. We are? We are. It's November. It's Thanksgiving and then wow, Christmas. Wow, I guess I'm looking at the sheet here. Yeah. yeah you're, you are right. Finally. <laughs> Acknowledged over the air. If we can timestamp that, please. Ladies and gentlemen, George Allman. <laughs> Yeah, let me make sure that there's none in San Diego. I think that I think he's correct. I believe I believe. So. Wow. I know I'm just wow. as surprised. <laughs> Broken clock, huh? Man, easily, easily. Yes, it's supposed I, to be. A you nice, are correct. It's supposed to be a nice week too. It is. Oh, I'm sorry. You were sticking the landing. George was finishing his <laughs> performance landing. Nine point nine. Way to go! From the Russians, a nine point seven. Um, it's supposed to be a clear, dry, sunny week with bouts of wind coming from east and then west. Yeah, because it's, it's it's wind warning until tomorrow, I think. Wind warnings here and uh, red flag warnings up north. Have you, were you guys impacted that, yes. with the recent winds the last several days, besides the nursery being uh, anything at home? No. Um, no, it's just, I've, got a, I've got a huge uh, ficus Rox Bergei in my backyard that was banging against the the patio cover that so that and then that transferred the noise into the into the house that and must I, have been I, nice. I, I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on Oops, excuse me couldn't figure out what the heck was going on um and it was the uh, it was the tree banging into the uh, banging into the cover so but nothing other than that no it didn't didn't have any problems. Last week, neighbor had a little table blow over and the glass shatter on it. Because I've had that happen at at my house before. Uh, you, it, I think it hit the when that happened, I had a um, I had an umbrella in the table, and the umbrella caught caught the wind, and that flipped it over, and that was the end of the table. So makes perfect sense. Yeah, it 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 can happen. I have seen that happen. I think with winds like this or the folks that come in and say that they don't want any bougainvillea in their yard because they're messy, winds like this make it very, very uh, noticeable on how messy they are as all that debris just accumulates in any little corner of a yard. Well, you know, my neighbor has a big uh, lagerstromia right on the the fence line. Crepe myrtle. Crepe myrtle. myrtle. Okay. And all of the flowers blow into my pool 
That's why we have these winter winds, though. It's to get all the leaves and flowers and everything off the plants so they can be ready for the. It would just be nice if it all didn't end up in my pool. That would (laughs) isn't that that why you have a filter system on your pool just to clean up that debris? Yeah, but somebody's got to clean that out. That's the that's the problem. Uh, We had that conversation at my parents' house on many occasions. Dad said that's what the filter's for, and. Mom had a different a different opinion. <laughs> That's what Dad was for. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I was George and I oh, go got to go to the pre pre opening of Lightscape at the San Diego Botanical Garden on was it Wednesday that we went Wednesday night was Wednesday the pre opening. I was yes. going to ask you what it was like yeah. before it opened pre opening. It was. Probably not as crowded as it's going to be. It's going to be packed. It 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 is it is a spectacular show, it, and it runs. From, I think tonight's the opening night, isn't it? I thought it or opened last it, night. Maybe perhaps it last night. Like, it was the eighteenth. It opened right. on the eighteenth, um, and it runs through January first. And they always do some kind of. Tip, traditionally, they've always done a holiday light display at the botanical gardens, but this is different. This is a. It, it's an it's an art installation, basically. Um, well, the that's pictures a, you showed that's me a good are, way to describe it. Yeah, an art are impressive. It it it, it it's very impressive. It, it's it's really neat. Um, but I think you have to, I I think it I think it's timed entry. I think you have to correct. You have to purchase your t- you have to purchase reserve your tickets online, and you also have to buy um, parking passes too online. So for a time window, for a time window, for a specific yeah. window. But um, I would highly recommend it. It's it, it it is quite a uh, it is quite an installation. Some of it I didn't. Some of it I didn't enthrall me as much as well, you know, other parts of it. But yeah, Capri it, and I had similar. We we liked it a great deal. There was some yeah. really neat looking displays, particularly the tunnel towards the end was spectacular. The, the music was, was really neat. And what I what we liked about it was it was a full mile. So you walked throughout the entire. Was it really a yeah, mile? So you walked through the entirety of the park. But in the past, you were able to kind of sideshow and walk around and see yeah. things. This was very structured, so that part was a little cumbersome because you got behind people. So make sure you you know you get there and, and expect to spend some time. Yeah, I think they I, I think they said it, I allow an hour hour and a half. That would like make that. sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the one of the things that that really struck me was the uh, the bamboo grove. Oh, that was spectacular! Yeah, yes, that was really, really neat. What, 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 what was it about the bamboo grove? It was a, it they was a, like, la- a laser show. Yeah, lights was, just tw- like sparkly lights the, throughout the the grove with music playing. It was really but, neat. But the bamboo grove is huge. I mean, right. it's a huge stand of bamboo that you walk through. They have a, a pathway cut through it, and there's just these little green light, like it almost like disco ball lights, but they're all over the place as you as you're walking through. It was it was really it was really neat. It was uh, it was it was quite 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 spectacular. But what the other thing that struck me too is you know we we parked in the parking lot next to the conservatory and then we we walked in and then we jumped on a little shuttle that took us over to the beginning. I have no clue where we went. I mean cuz <laughs> the, the they have the, it's it's one trail that goes through you can't you can't backtrack and you and you have to go through but i have no idea where we went and because i i thought i had a pretty good idea how the botanical garden was laid out uh but 
not in the, the dark. In, not in the dark. With I, I just I, I don't know. I. I just followed the trail, and we, and that's all you needed to do. And that's, that's all, all, yeah, that's that's all a, you need to do. The only yeah. thing, the only yeah. reason you might have some, you know, like like Ken was thinking, where am I in the garden? You want to know what what this tree might be, or what's that behind it? So when we were walking through the um, fruit tree section, which is one of my favorite sections, there, mm. that's where all that geometric, yeah. Are, yeah. So, but we're looking, and we were talking about, okay, I think that's the, you know, that's the Eugenia, or that's this. And we we're trying to identify what the trees were, but it was it was black, and if you didn't. Mm have a sense of the garden you just were following a trail well listen we we were walking along and there was one there was, it was a it was a pretty massive tree and i couldn't figure out what it was fortunately there was a the little sign was underneath of it and there was enough light that i could read it, it was it was a cherimoya it was a huge oh, cherimoya yes. yeah. um, that they have in the, in the garden but yeah it's it it's very if you're used to going up and walking through the garden when you go and do it when you go and follow this, it's very disorienting. Oh, it's um, a totally different. It's, to- experience. it's a totally different experience, but it's it's really neat. And the uh, the, the water lilies were pretty. They were very were, neat. Were pretty cool. I, I had one thing that I didn't like, and that was well, they, they used to the last couple of years. They've always had uh, some a choir. There were people singing Christmas tunes in in, a, in near the gazebo, and this time you just walked through the gazebo and went on your way. I, I kind of missed. So you missed it. I missed the the, the carolers. Yeah, but the, the flaming sphere was pretty. But cool there was too. music everywhere. So I and mean, it's not a, that big a negative. But it was nice. Final to have, tunnel. I thought I heard music there, in the background. There was when you guys music were. exactly. I mean, there was music throughout the park. It's just that the, the you know the the Christmassy holiday spirit of the of the carolers was kind of neat to have the 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 voices. The um, I know you're shaking your head because I have a negative. It was a wonderful I am experience. Shaking my head. Yes. I, but and I wanted to say the water lilies that you were referring to were lights. Yes, they weren't water lilies. No, they were. They, they, they back they, to, they, to Ken's they earlier were, point were, that it was art. They were yes. illuminated sculptures, is what, yes. they, what right. they were. And the the um, I think they referred to it as a poinsettia, but the the flaming sphere, the Ooh. the where everything was on fire. Right. That was that was pretty spectacular too. Figurative fire. The park wasn't on no, fire. No, right? well, well, there was fl- fire. There, there was the fire, was but it was fire. not burning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. You are listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Yeah, I already gave the number. No, 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 no. I, was, I told you I would point it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, saw, I saw that. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, George Allman, Mark Mahady has the day off today. Um, a friend of mine posted an interesting thing the other day, and I had never heard of this before, even though I used to have a pretty good-sized wisteria in my backyard. But she said that she was sitting in the house, and it sounded like somebody was throwing gravel at her house. 
The seed pods? The seed pods. They pop they explode. everywhere, yes. When it's a hot day. Uh, yeah. 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 I I never knew that. I, well, it, it never happened I, at my it never happened at my house that I that I knew of. Uh, but yeah, the the seed pods explode and throw this and throw the seeds. And she said it sounded it sounded like gravel bouncing off of the. Yeah, I, I thought David and I may have spoken about that in the past. At our place, it's like that. They pop, and my goodness, they shoot across the yard and hit the glass, hit the hit you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with the acacia, not acacia. Yeah, acacia doing acacias. I've, no, I've, no, not acacia. Yellow. What is the Tacoma? No, <laughs> cassia, cassia doing. Oh, that. cassia. The cassia is okay. doing that. The golden oh, medallion cassia, or which cassia? Uh, no, I don't. I think it's popcorn. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> hmm, I wonder hmm, why I wonder they call why, it yeah. that. <laughs> I thought it was the scent. Because <laughs> it smells like popcorn. Oh, maybe that is it. The neighbors have one, and you can hear it walking up the driveway. You can hear it popping and the seeds flying. But I would find the seeds pretty far from the wisteria, and I it, I thought it might have been something else. And then one day, sitting outside in the warmth, you just you heard it, and you it just flew <laughs> past. You'll you. shoot your eye out, kid. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the other, you know, the other one that that throws seeds like that and used to goof around with them all the time is impatience. Oh yeah, the, the seed pods. The seed pods on impatience, and they they actually when they're formed, they look like the head of a rocket propelled grenade. The pointy, yeah, and they do pop. They yeah, because we, we we used to we used to throw them at each other. And, <laughs> That's right. Like a little get them little, into little grenades. Yeah, because <laughs> um, we're mature individuals. Yeah. <laughs> and when you say used to, how recent was that? Uh, like no, a couple well, weeks nobody, ago? <laughs> well, no, 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 nobody grows impatience anymore. No, I think they've had disease issues. So is that there's less of it, it? Is that what it is? I think so. Because um, that used to be one of the most. That was fun. That, that was one of the most popular shade, shade blooming plants that you could get. I mean, they were they were they were almost foolproof, and because they had the because they would because they would set seed and blow the seed all over the place, they would reseed themselves and, and come back on a on a fairly regular basis. I remember my grandfather loved impatience. He, it's he, a, he, it was he the greatest shade plant of all time. Yeah, until it, it until wasn't. it wasn't. Right. Yes, and then there we had the. I remember um, it didn't my, adapt. My dad found um, this was years and years and years ago when my grandfather was still alive. My dad found um, dwarf impatience. We had little smaller foliage and little teeny flowers, and he he brought some in and he thought my grandfather would just think those were the coolest thing he didn't he didn't like them. <laughs> no, he, he preferred he preferred the uh the regular impatience but he used to grow he used to grow impatience by from cuttings all the time i remember him i didn't think i wouldn't think of growing them from cuttings because they seed so freely yeah he's we I, used to get gorgeous impatience from horace anderson greenhouses up in encinitas lucadia somewhere up there and yeah. Every week, hundreds of them. Yeah, yeah. We used to. Uh, the other thing that we used to get, that we used to bring in by the truckload, was um, cyclamen from from Tuttle Farms, which is now a self storage place in Encinitas. Um, but they grew them. They grew them in six inch clay pots, and the pots were completely covered. With moss, 
they were the slimiest things. It was, it was, it was nice. Well, when he but, first when he they, first said they were covered in moss, I was picturing this nice patina and how pretty they'd be until he oh, changed gross. it with it, it was slimy. It was gross. Um, but they they grew absolutely beautiful and patient. So we we'd send a truck up, we'd fill the truck up with them and bring them down. And um, do, do you grow cyclamens? No. I love cyclamen, I, I, but I, I can't grow it. I, I, I had I them on the north side luck. of the of the PQ house for for years, and they would come for you know they'd come back three, four, five years in a row, and then that was it. Well, I always used Every, to say, as long as it's not too hot, too cold, too wet, or too dry, they'll grow the perfectly. Perfect plant. Exactly, and I think I had the perfect plant place for them for four years, and then something happened, and they just stopped. Oh, oh, oh! On a totally separate note. Uh, the gentleman that called a few weeks ago about his clivia. Do you remember he called and his clivia had been on the north side of his house for years, but he was starting to have some of the pieces die out. And we went through I, the whole I remember that, yes. He brought in a sample, and what it looked like was the main head had died out beyond the, the division of the plant. You know, the clivia rhizomes had, had divided and started growing, so it was just the, the grandpa plant that was declining that, and dying that out failed. but the rest of it was going fine and i think it was just a natural progression hmm. that's my story anyway and i'm sticking that's to it. it since we didn't see it we have to believe you well, so I, yes we do yeah another interesting <laughs> another interesting note about cyclamen is you have the 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 big cyclamen um that have the large large foliage and large flowers but there's also the the dwarf cyclamen the little teeny ones and a lot of the little, a lot of the dwarf cyclamen are actually quite fragrant. The we big, the big, the fragrant. big ones are not, but the small ones tend to, tend to have uh, a very nice fragrance to them. I thought the small ones were just younger plants and smaller bulbs. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's probably a, right. I think, I think it's a dwarf. There are twenty-three species of cyclamen. I wouldn't know species one from no sixteen. Please, but please tell me you just looked that up and didn't know that in your head. I, I looked that up. <laughs> Two days ago, helping a customer with cyclamen. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I did not know that. Yeah, I did I, not know that as you well. You know what else? Go ahead. I'm ready. Uh, well, I'm glad I know it now. <laughs> I'll just leave it. But going back when we were talking about the botanical garden, and Ken was talking about how big the bamboo, how mm-hmm. large it is, and we were commenting on the beautiful lights. It is the largest collection of bamboo in the United States. I thought that was a pretty neat fact. I think that is a neat fact. And you can get lost in it at night if you wander off the trail. But people don't have to worry no, about the that trail because well the trail is well lit and defined. Well very defined. defined. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Just want to, you guys are trying to scare everybody. No. no, no. Speaking of bamboo, over at, one of the coolest things I've seen is over in Maui on the Hana side of Maui, there's a trail that goes up the that goes up Haleakala in the uh, national park, and the side of the mountain is completely covered in bamboo, and it looks like it just looks like grass, but it's bamboo that's thirty forty feet tall, and there's a pathway that's cut through it, so you can you can walk through the bamboo, um, and you can hear the Calms clacking in the in the breeze and stuff. And my dad and I were over there years ago, and he walked over and was shaking one of the calms. And to this day, I still don't know what happened, but one of them broke, and 
came down and hit him on the arm, hit him on his forearm. And it, it, it was, it was probably two or three inches in diameter on the, the butt of it where it hit him. If it, if, if it had hit him in the head, it probably would have knocked him out. Um, so thank God it just hit him in the arm, but, um, just hit just, him in the arm. But it's a, it, that, that's a, that, that's just the, the bamboo. Is it a forest? What, what would you call yeah, it? Actually, yeah, it's a yeah, forest. Like, I've the, hiked some in Japan. Yeah, the bamboo forest. forest the yeah. bamboo forests in Ma- on the on the west side of Maui are just spectacular. It it it's it's an amazing. Now is that a running amazing. bamboo that somebody planted there and got away? Well, I don't know that somebody planted it, or but, is it? I, I mean, I'm when, when I, I I'm talking acres. I mean, it 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 completely covers the the side of the mountain. I mean, so I. I've got to assume it's ind- indigenous. I I don't know because there's just so much of it. it it's, but I, I to your point, yes, it's probably a running bamboo that just took uh, off. That just took off, but it's it's amazing. It it is absolutely amazing. So if you're ever, if you're ever in Maui, go over to the Hana side and and take a look at it. But don't shake the combs. don't shake them. <laughs> yeah, don't don't shake the combs. Um, onion starts came in. This week. Yes, they did, and they were cleared by the ag department, so they are for sale. And George purchased four, well, two bundles. We each purchased two bundles, and he divided them up. And uh, did you plant yours yesterday? No, I got home in the dark, but they're home, ready to go into this morning. Mine are still sitting on Brian's desk. <laughs> well, see that this is this is the funny part. Was the night before. My beautiful wife and I were chatting about buying these onions, and I said David and I are going to buy some and split them. And because she listens to this show so much, she said, is David going to leave him in the shed or, or in the garage to die or something like that? So That's a valid question. It is. Yes. Usually those I would leave outside the garage to die. Okay. I don't bring them in to die because I want to give them water, Okay. which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to store them dry until you plant them, but plant them soon. It's a goal that I have for this weekend as well as my but seed see, potatoes. But they're still sitting on Brian's desk, which is... I mean, you're able to get them well, today, obviously. One of us obviously. is going to work today after we leave That's the radio true. station. That's true. So, so you still have the opportunity to get them yes, home. Sir. Okay. Yes, but I sir. didn't plant them because it was dark, because it's getting darker and darker earlier and earlier. How long is that going to happen? For another 32 days. Not 31. 32 more days. And then it starts getting a little bit lighter. It reverses? Night. Yes. What is, the, what is that point in time? It's December 21st, the winter solstice, ah. when the sun is at its furthest point south. And then it starts its journey north again, and we gain a little bit of time each day. And I'm looking forward to it already. The sun is going to begin its journey north? Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> also coming up, speaking of stuff that's going on, coming up on December 10th, um, Santa is going to be visiting the San Diego store. Uh, he's not going to be visiting Poway this year, but he will be in San Diego on December 10th. So um, if you want to come down and get your picture taken with him, uh, that that is complimentary. And uh, I, It was quite a few years ago I went down and participated. Well, actually, I didn't participate. I hung out mm-hmm. during the visit and the day at San Diego. And it's, they put on a nice show they, down there. They do a, they do a, they do a very good job. Um, oh, and um, December 9th is back, and I believe we are going to have a presence there again this yes, year. Yes, we for, will. For the first time in Many three years? years, I think. 
Well, since and December it was, it was nights COVID. is the event in Balboa Park. In Balboa right? Park, on yeah. the Prado. Well, because they canceled it the last couple of years, I think. Well, they, I think last year was it last year they did the drive-by. Well, I think they had something. I thought we went and put something together down there. I, I can't I don't remember. know. It all seemed it all melts together. It, it all it all blends. But together. I tell you what, if you would allow us in the near future to take a quick break. I'll think really long and hard about it during the break, and then I'll have an answer. Okay. We Is can that do fair that. enough? As a matter of fact, we do need to take a break. If you'd like to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady has the day off today. Uh, roses are due third week of December, is that correct? Correct. But we still don't know if we're getting David Austin roses this year. I think it is safe to say we will be getting David Austin roses this year. It is not safe to say which what? David which Austin roses we're getting. Um, I sent them an email last week. Asking for a confirmation of the confirmation. Or actually, no, I didn't. That would be presumptuous. I said, is there any update on the order so far? And I have not gotten a response. I think it was mid-December before they confirmed last year. So That seems right. But before you go any further, Ken, didn't David say if, we, if you allowed him to take a break, he would think and have an answer for us? Well, yeah, he did. I did say that. Okay, I'm ready. And I did think. But you don't have an answer? Well, I do have an answer. Okay. I don't know. I am pretty sure that is my answer, but I'm pretty sure we did something last year for the in the in the Prado that we put together a a display. I don't remember it, and because it it, it in my mind it has clearly not been three years since we were at the Prado, so I'm pretty sure we did something last year, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And I I think there were some billing issues or something that that were cleared up later. I, anyway, I'm pretty sure we were there last year. Okay. We'll be back this year. And I was talking to your dad and confirming that we will be back working on it. I'm not sure what day, but we will be doing that so that the in the room 101. Room 101. Where all of the yeah, garden the Casa clubs. Del, Casa del Prado. Yes. I, uh, on a totally separate note, was noticing my pomegranate tree. When I, I go down and close the coop to lock up the chickens so that the raccoons don't come visit in the middle of the night. And my pomegranate tree was moving in the still air. So I shined my spotlight up there, and guess what it was? A raccoon? No. A rat. Well, not a rat. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was in a the number of rats. A number of them. I saw at least two. Yeah. Yes. They 
they it, they actually it's pretty neat the way they hollow out a pomegranate. Yes, they, it looks they, like they're making a bird's nest for you know a little home. Ma- you know what? Maybe that is what they're doing. It's because, a circle of life sort of thing. Because they're very kind and caring. Yeah, I see. Okay. Good job. Thanks, George. Um, yes, they were hollowing them out, and so now every night when I go out, I make noises and shine the light in the tree and watch because the... that stops them for the rest of the night. They will not be back. Does it? Oh, you're, you're, you are mocking me, aren't you? Thank you, George. Um, we had a customer bring in a problem plant, which I hadn't seen in a long time, and I think it's just because it's, again, it's one of those things that has kind of fallen out of favor. But it used to be prevalent all the time was uh, thrips on ficus nidida. Oh, yes. Yeah, Cuban laurel fig. They... I, it used to be that you, you couldn't find a, a Cuban laurel fig that did not have thrips on it. They were always, always on them. Um, what? Is this the same fig that I call the Indian laurel fig? Maybe. Okay. No, I, I always knew it was Cuban laurel fig. Okay. But, yeah. That's but, the problem. That's why yeah, we problem have common with names. common names. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Is um, that that's what we had on the microscope yesterday? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it had and it, had the eggs. It had a lot of eggs on it. Yes. No, it folds up. The it new folds up. Come yeah, up the new, fold the, it up to the, protect the, them. The, yeah. Yeah. The, well, the leaves don't fold up to protect them. They chew on the leaves, and then, then the leaves scar, and they fold up, and it protects them. So We're that's what made, Mr. that's Ross. what made that's what <laughs> that's what made it so hard to control. It was because you could spray it, but. They're in the protected. Fold, they're in the folded up leaves, and the insecticide wouldn't get on them. So, but yeah, I, there hadn't, are, I hadn't seen that in a while. I have not either. But there's the varieties that don't get it. There are varieties that are resistant to it. Yes, and but even at that, it's not nearly as popular of a plant as it as it used to be. Um, we had one at the we had one at our house on Ticonderoga Street. It was massive. And they get really if if, if you're gonna put if you're gonna put a ficus knitted in the ground, don't put it anywhere where there's any kind of concrete or paving that you want to save because they produce unbelievably massive surface roots. I mean, the, and I've seen them used as a screen on a wall and things like that, right up against buildings. It's uh, you got testing you, tempting fate. I you think. you really have to you, you've got to give them a lot of water because if you don't. They, the 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 one at our at the Ticonderoga Street house the the roots were six to eight inches above the soil level. You know, I was, I was drawing around. a blank for a minute, but that was the enormous tree in the backyard. Yeah, yeah, it was it it was enormous, very very big tree. And on that we can agree. Yes, um, we got a nice organ order in from Monrovia. Lots of holiday related stuff. Uh, there were. There were hollies. There were spruce. We got some beautiful blue, Colorado blue spruce. Blue spruce. Colorado blue spruce. The, the variegated um, holly was gorgeous. It was I, such a pretty I, plant. I had those growing up in my, in our yard back east, and oh, they're pretty pretty shrubs. That's one thing that I noticed when we when we go back to um, North Carolina, which we're going to do in December. Um, tons of hollies. I mean, tons and tons of hollies. It's one of the it seems to be one of the most popular landscaping plants back there, uh, but they they look completely different than they do out here. I mean, they're 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 gorgeous. They're really really pretty plants, and they get big. Um, we were at one nursery, and they had 
they were actually from Monrovia. They were Monrovia Hollies, and they were in um, 20-gallon cans, and they were over six feet tall. Um, just perfect cone-shaped Hollies. I can't tell you how many variegated Hollies I've taken home with the intent to plant. And oh, go you ahead. You how, can tell us. You know, I <laughs> don't know, but I still have nary a one alive and growing in the yard. And, and now, I know that we joke about it a lot, but was it a function of not planting them, or you put them in and they just didn't do no, well? No, it was a function of not planting okay. them. And then, Have you seen them do well here? In Yes, yeah. the variegated ones. And when I grew up, we had a big, I think it was a Wilson holly. There was a holly at, the, at what we called the barn at the other property, and it was probably 15 or 20 feet tall and wide. I think, and, yeah, well, Wilson, I think it And it does, does get, well here it and it gets varies. Big, yeah. And does bury is it in full sun, partial shade, it was filtered in light? Full sun. Okay. It was over it was competing with a native sumac for a space. And I don't know if it's still there or alive. It hasn't had water for quite a while. So I'll have to check that out this week when I'm over there and see if it's even still there. It's had uh, pines planted around it that have kind of, you know, leftover Christmas trees, living Christmas trees that have out overgrown it and i don't know if it's still there or not they're good looking plants and if you can't grow a variegated holly you might try growing um variegated osmanthus because they look almost identical i would submit to to you that the osmanthus would be more problematic than the holly you think so well i don't know have you ever been successful with osmanthus not with the fragrant ones i mean it it, okay the the the, what is is it it's osmanthus Osmanthus fragrance, isn't it? Osmanthus that, fragrance is the, yeah. the sweet, sweet olive. olive. Sweet olive, yeah. yeah. Right. Which, which, You're talking about the one that looks I, like a very I'm talking about holly. the one that looks like a, It doesn't look anything like what you would think an Osmanthus looks like. Agreed. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, so the sweet olive is a – I love the fragrance of it, but Gak it's a – plant. It's a horrible plant. What did you call it? Gak. It's a gak plant. <laughs> I, I, I agree with Ken. I love the fragrance of that plant. It's just that it looks so ugly. They, yeah. It's, it's a gak plant. It's, it's not the fragrance a good, is very nice, but it's ugly. It's not a good-looking plant. You have to find the place where you can hide it. And, and I mean that with well, all due respect it, to Osmanthus the, everywhere. The other <laughs> the other one like that is um, Night-Blooming Jasmine. Agreed. It's, it can, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a rangy, ratty-looking plant. But that snails and slugs that love. Snails and slugs. Mealy bugs, too. Um, a, all sorts of bugs. But, love. But, the, it's a gack but, the, plant. but the fragrance is That's incredible. Unbeatable. But it's unless, unless it's too close, it's close to your, to your house. house. Right. And it's a summer night. And you have to in go. In Bay Park. You have to get up in the middle of the night and yank it out of the ground and <laughs> throw it over the fence. <laughs> Into the alley? I think that's where it ended yeah. up, yeah. yeah. As far away from the house as we could get it, or as he could get it, yeah. I do want you to know that I have never taken a variegated osmanthus that looks like holly home and killed that. I've never taken one home, right? Just to be just to be clear. Well, I've taken one home and it it didn't make it. And on a and I actually did get it planted. It just didn't make it. And on a totally separate note, um, the fence around the persimmon has worked (laughs) wonders. It's and amazing. Even, People, even little yeah. persimmons or persimmons that are on the outside of the fence, but right next to it, they have given up. And I guess I probably shouldn't talk about it because last time I talked about it, I got attacked by coyotes. <laughs> well, so, you didn't, but your trees my did. My trees right. did. But it, it's simple, 
and a lot of people think it it will not work. <laughs> Is but, that but, why it works for me? No, that's why I invented it. <laughs> um, it it's a simple process, and it, it. But what happens is they just they just don't go after it. It it makes it too difficult. It's not worth the risk of jumping inside the pen. It works. I've had great success, thankfully. Well, thank you. I George. need to incorporate it on the other trees because we lost a lot of figs to coyotes as well. I really? lost a lot of figs, yes. but they were to humans. So I, I, on more than one occasion, was down at my panache, the tiger fig, and there was somebody on the other side of the fence. And the tree's big, uh, but I, so I couldn't see them completely, but I could see pieces of them. And then they realized I was there and said, oh, is it okay if I take some of your figs? You you know. that, was it that, that the day you were going to be spraying horticultural oil? Oh, I should have. <laughs> they, were, they were very polite about it. Only because you were there. Only because I was there. <laughs> yeah, and they they came because a friend had told them that the tree was there. So it's just, hey, this guy's got a big fig tree in his yard. Why don't you go get some? I'm going to need to move the fence out. But I think if I think for humans, they might just reach over it if it's a little I agree. metal fence. Yeah. But not if it's an electric fence. Just saying. But I guess I could get a coyote and put it inside the fence, and that would deter You humans. could put bird netting over it, too. I'm not going to do that. That's too much work. <laughs> it's a – well, I'll chop down the tree. I'll make it smaller this year so I can cover it. Uh, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Um... Early season poinsettias have come in. Um, I wasn't done with camellias yet. We're not? I wasn't. You were? Oh, okay. The sasanquas. Sasanquas. They're not as good for floating, but you get so many more flowers. They make a, I think, even a more outstanding landscape plant than the japonica. Yeah, I would, I, I I think would so. give you I would give you that. And they can take a little bit more sun. And but. because they're smaller, the the flowers, they don't have to be... Perfect to be enjoyed, like some of the bigger formal double camellia japonicas, where the slightest blemish on them sticks out. Yeah, that's true. Okay, now I'm done. Okay, with now we're going to go to the phones. <laughs> we're going to go talk to John. Good morning, John. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, I am very tired. Uh, we <laughs> worked for about a year, literally putting together that light show, and we have worked for months putting it in. And I get the week off this coming week, so I'm excited. Oh, congratulations. Well, congratulations for you. Yeah, well, Thank it is. A, I haven't had a week off all year, so this is going to be fabulous. It's a spectacular show. We we, we greatly enjoyed it, and uh, many thanks to you for uh, inviting us inviting us to the uh, to the soft opening. That was that was that was very nice. 
Well, it was my pleasure to have you there. And and David, we're sorry we missed you. One of these uh, days. One of these days. Yeah. But I'm calling because I think I get first crack at the fruit trees that are going to be coming in. I I think, is it January 5th? I'm going to talk about fruit tree planting. and, And I'm excited because that is my favorite week of the whole year when all the bare root fruit trees come into the nursery. So I, I like to get in there and, and just buy up a ton. I think and it's going to be, I, I think, a, hey, John, just for clarity, I think it's uh, the 7th. It's the first Saturday of, of yeah. January. Yes. So I'm, I'm really excited. That That's my favorite thing. Of all the plants in the world that I love, I love fruit trees the most. It, it's definitely a passion for me. I appreciate and, you calling and saying that because George was so busy saying we're not going to have any more classes for the rest of the year. He didn't mention how exciting it is when the bare root fruit trees do finally show up. And I I appreciate you taking care of that for us. (laughs) We're looking forward to that too, John. And I, like you, that's my favorite time of the year is when those bare root fruit trees show up. And, you know, one of the things that I've done really well with this year, people don't realize that it's so much better to put the smallest tree in that is available. And uh, I bought a bunch of, I, I spend so much money at the nurseries. Oh my gosh. I, I just tap, tap a vein and have an IV. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I bought a lot of the citrus liners that you all had. And when you put those in, you think, Oh, it's like in a test tube. They're so small. But those things are already the size of maybe a 5 to even a 15-gallon. And I have some that already have fruit. And I know you're not supposed to let them have fruit on them the first season. I did anyway. And and I've got some beautiful navel oranges hanging. And uh, so I always recommend people get the small fruit trees and put those in. And they will be stunned at how well they do. I I am shocked at how many people would rather spend a hundred or more dollars on a 15 gallon or larger fruit tree so that it'll produce sooner for them rather than put in a bare root tree this year, which in many varieties will start producing fruit for you the following season, you know, just one year later. Um, I totally agree with that. And it is so easy to have fruit so quickly from the bare root fruit trees. Yeah. Many of them are quite precocious and you'll get fruit really quickly. And John, I, I agree with you. And you know, when I came up and listened to your presentation several weeks back, that was one of the things you told the crowd. And, and I, I tell folks that as well, and I reinforce it with your comments. Yeah, it really makes sense. And it's also cost effective, you know. And, and so, uh, but one question I had was, do you have single leaf pinions in this year? Yes, we do. As a matter of fact, oh, I think man. we, we, I think we, we had some in stock, and I think we just got a few more in from Oregon. Oh, they're so beautiful. And I put some in uh, at my Julian property, and they are thriving. They, they really love it. And uh, it's one of the most spectacular pines I think anybody can plant. And it, so uh, I want to come in and get some. Yeah, it's a neat, it is a neat, it is a neat look neat-looking pine tree, that is, that is for sure. Well, thank you. I, I will be in to pick up single-leaf pinions and, and probably a few others. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks, thanks, <laughs> again for, thanks again for, uh, for the invite on Wednesday. That, that was a lot of fun. I highly recommend people come out and see Lightscape at the uh, Botanical Gardens before, the, uh, before it ends on the 1st of January. And enjoy your time off. Take yeah, that week and enjoy and your week off. Thank you, and have a good Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks, you too. too. Take care.
we're going to go up to San Marcos where Noria is waiting. Good morning, Noria. How are you? You, Noria, are you there? Hello. Hello. This is Maria. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, uh, the, the name was the name was misspelled on our monitor. I apologize yeah. for that. So, what can we do for you, Maria? Um, well, I have a question about. I, also, you know, I want to um, mention, you know, that we like to buy root trees ourselves. We we grow a lot of trees, and where I live, in here in my house. Um, but um, what I wanted to ask you is about cactus. Mm-hmm. And uh, because we have a lot of the white stuff, you know, and they kind of been dying, you know, we've been trying to uh, do, you know, a lot of different things. They told us to put soap in the water. And I would like to know if that, you know, if you can advise me or anything else. You know, I hope you understand me. You know, cut these pears, you know, they, they grow the pears. And yes, I make use correct. of the And because my English is maybe not too... So, uh, and I was wondering if you can advise me about you know what to do. You know, it's, it's that mealy bug on there, the, or it's not. Yeah, really. no, it's, it's Coke, the, is a coconeal. Yeah, yeah, it's the scale. The scale. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, David, Dave Miller always used to recommend malathion for that. That's a yeah. little bit much. Can you use horticultural oil on a cactus? Uh, I would test it. I would test it on a, on a small on a small section, but and, and I thought the uh, IPM talked about using insecticidal soap on that. And, oh, and, and oh, then well, insecticidal then soap and a jet stream of water. Okay, is what they recommended. Yeah, that's. And then you say how many gallons? How much you put in? in well, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be dish soap. It would be insecticidal soap, and that would have the lab, the label would tell you how many ounces per gallon of water. Okay. And then spray okay. it under pressure with a hose end sprayer, which will help to knock some of it off as well. And that should take care of it. And it's safe for you to then go ahead and still eat the, the prickly pear fruit. Maria, thank you very much for the call. Uh, you've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be not back next weekend, but the following uh, with another hour right here. Have a great weekend, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving to all. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.